0: I don't usually, I want us to think about, as we look at this morning's message, I want us to think about where we are in life, and I want us to think about where we are in life, not just individually, but I want us to think about where we are in life socially, and I want us to think about where we are in life as a Christian people, right? And when we talk about that, we can look at that in a number of different ways, right? It's real easy to get caught up in the politics of the day. It's real easy to get caught up in in all of the the social push um, that we're getting of all of these things today uh, and so forth. But I want us to look back into the book of Isaiah chapter 8 and starting at verse 5, where where we're given, I think, a real good um, identity to what we are dealing with today as well. So let me read for you first out of Isaiah 8 verse 5. The Lord spake also unto me again, saying, "Forasmuch as this people refuseth the waters of Shiloh that go softly and rejoice in resin and Remele's son, son, now therefore behold, the Lord bringeth up upon them the waters of the river, strong and many, even the king of Assyria, and all his glory, and he shall come up over." all his channels, and go over all his banks. And he shall pass through Judah, he shall overflow and go over, he shall reach even to the neck, and the stretching out of his wings shall fill the breadth of thy land, O Emmanuel. Associate yourselves, O ye people, and ye shall be broken in pieces and give ear, all ye of far countries." Gird yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Gird yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Take counsel together, and it shall come to naught. Speak the word, and it shall not stand, for God is with us. For the Lord spake thus to me with a strong hand, and instructed me that I should not walk, away, should not walk in the way of this people, saying, Say ye not, a confederacy to all them to whom this people shall say, a confederacy, neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. And he shall be for a sanctuary, but for a stone of stumbling, and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel for a gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples. And I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob and will look for him. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs. And for wonders in Israel, and the Lord of hosts which dwelleth in Mount Zion. Let us pray this morning. Father, what a privilege we have to look to your word as something that would bring confidence, as something that would bring hope, as something that would bring courage to us in this day. And God, as we enter this, Lord, let us set our face towards you and let us march accordingly. Lord, let us, not be, let us not be deterred by the things of, and the circumstances around us. For Satan will rise up, and God, he will roar at us. But, Lord, let us keep marching towards the goal of our Father. And, Lord, that is to share the gospel. That is to, to lift up your name. So, God, we just ask and pray that, Lord, you anoint, and, Lord, you provide provision. And, God, you continue to make these things open that need to be open, so that we might declare your glory. That God, all of the things that you have made and all of the things that you had given, Lord, would return praise to you and lift up the glory of the Father. That Lord, in this place and in this hour and in this time, we would be found faithful and not weak. Let your name be glorified and lifted up in us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If, if I were to give today a title, I, I, would, I would entitle the message, Don't Weaken. Don't weaken, and, and I think it's, it's good advice, and, and it's something that, uh, and I, I don't know exactly who, but I, I read this, and I don't remember the name, but there was a football coach, and, and his team was playing one of the better teams in the country, and, and they were playing for a championship, a championship that they thought they would never have the opportunity to play for. Right? Because they were a smaller school. They didn't have the talent. They didn't have the scholarships. They didn't have all of the things that this other school had and, and everything. And so the coach's position with them from the beginning was don't weaken. Don't let the conversation of, of the media, don't let the people in the news saying that you're not good enough to beat them, don't let that weaken you. Right? And and when you come out there and you see how big and how full their sideline is, don't let that weaken you. And when you begin to, to get in the game and you begin to tire and you begin to see that they're stronger, don't weaken yourself because of the circumstances and the situations that you're facing. Because inside of us determines how strong we really are. And if you choose not to quit, and if you choose not to weaken, and if you choose not to bow to all of the things that you've been told are bigger, better, stronger, and you continue with resilience to stand your ground and do your job and run the plays the way they're designed and the way the coaching staff has coached you to do them, you'll be victorious. Whether you're victorious on the scoreboard or not, you'll be victorious within yourself. So don't weaken. And, and I was reading that several weeks ago when I, I stumbled across it um, somewhere out online. And, and I was reading that story and I thought, man, that's so symbolic of the church today. Right. That's so symbolic of where we are. Everything around us is telling us not to be this anymore, not to be that anymore, not to believe this, not to believe that, not to preach this, not to preach that, not to stand on the, the firmament of Jesus Christ that we were commanded to stand upon because it's not cool, it's, it's not politically correct, it's not all of these things. And, and so we are being convinced that we need to weaken in a day that we should be standing strong. And and I thought to myself, man, if we were in a locker room, if we were in a locker room and it was a Christian locker room, and Jesus was giving us a pep talk for our Monday, and if Jesus was giving us a pep talk for our week, and if Jesus was giving us a pep talk for the rest of our life, he might just really be looking at us and saying, don't weaken, don't bend, don't bow, don't crack. Don't weaken yourself to the things that are going on around you and allow yourself to fall into the pit that Satan has created. Amen? Because in the end, right, in the end, we're going to walk into heaven. We're going to walk into glory. The angels are going to step aside, and we're going to walk down the streets of heaven. Amen? And what's going to be said? What's going to be said? Scripture tells us that in that day we will walk triumphantly through and the angels of heaven and all of his glory will say, these are they. These are they. These are the ones who stood faithful. These are the ones who stood true. These are the ones who didn't bend or bow or break when the circumstances of this life got too big. These are they who believed in the blood of the Lamb. And because of that, it redeemed them into the presence of God. Amen? And we are called to that place. We are given that hope. We are, we are given that promise and the reality that we can step into what God has promised. Not because of our merit, not because of our worth, but because of Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ has done but but the call still goes out to us like it did back in Judah on this day don't weaken don't weaken and and you know I could have used really familiar stories for this for this message I could have used Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego no king we're not careful to answer you we're not going to bow I don't care what you promise I don't care what the punishment is I don't care what it's going to be we're not going to bow right we've all heard that we've all read that right Daniel King, I'm going to pray whether you like it or not. I'm going to pray three times a day and I'm going to face the east and I'm going to pray and you're not going to stop me. Right. Lion's den or no lion's den. I'm going to pray again and again and again. We read throughout scripture examples of guys who said and women who said, I'm going to do it God's way right Esther did something that, that's phenomenal one of my favorite stories in scripture Esther did something that's phenomenal because she went against the tide right women weren't allowed to approach the king women weren't allowed to do the things that Esther did but Esther because of the power of God and the sake of people behind the people behind her she approached the king and asked for the king's blessing right she put her life on the line She chose not to be weak. And God saved a nation because of it. And so what we have to understand is, is, as we begin to work through this life, we're going to have circumstances, right? We're going to have bad days. We're going to have bad days. We're going to have bad periods of life. We're going to have times where it seems to mount up and, and overflow us, right? And God's just simply saying to us, don't weaken. Don't weaken. Don't let your resolve Crumble. Don't let your resolve get soft. Don't let don't let your, your faith, don't let your your vigor, don't let your zeal start to waver. Amen. Don't weaken. What they went through here in, in scripture with Isaiah, what was Judah was going through a, a time of political upheaval. It was going through a time where new rulers and new leadership were coming in, and they were presenting new new ideas and they were presenting new ways of life. Right, and the people were 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 grabbing on to it. The people were thinking, "Oh, okay, this this sounds good. This sounds great. Right? It's not as hard as this is. So, so, and it makes sense, right? Because it was it was presented in such a way, Amen. That it that it softened hearts and, and that it caused minds to reason with them. That oh, okay, this this is okay. This is acceptable, Amen. But, but Isaiah and those who followed Isaiah stood against it. And they said no. And eventually, and I'm making really long story short here of the whole first part of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, all things coming together, Isaiah and those who stood with Isaiah and followed Isaiah were actually termed traitors because they didn't agree with this new move of how to think and how to live. And, and how to do things. And they put themselves in danger of, of, of being put in prison. And, and the danger of possibly being put to death. And, and the danger of putting themselves at, at, at the will of these who, who were changing things. Right? But Isaiah's word to the people, the people there in Judah, he, his word to them was to not weaken His word to them was to stay strong. His word to them was to believe in what God said, not what man said. And, man, as I read this and I studied this, I'm thinking, man, this is where we are today. Right? We're we're back into a modern-day Judah where everything around us is shifting. Everything around us is moving. Everything around us is being drawn into exactly where the Bible says it will go. Right? Where unnatural affection abounds. To where, you know, mother and son don't love, and father and son don't love, and 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 all of these things that we see around us are are growing and they're gaining momentum. And to us today, God still says, don't weaken. God still says, stay strong. Amen. This is how I want to reread it for you. This is how Jude or Isaiah said it to those in Judah. He speaks to them knowing that that they are leading themselves to destruction. And he says, O ye people, verse 9, O ye people, and ye shall be broken in pieces. And give ear, all ye of far countries, gird yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Gird yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces pieces, take counsel together and it shall come to naught. speak the word and it shall not stand for God is with us. And that message of, of Isaiah to, to the people in Judah of that day is God's message to us today. Amen. It doesn't matter how outnumbered we seem. It doesn't matter how, how, soothing the words of the enemy are today. It doesn't matter the droves of people that seem to stand against you. They will fall because God is with us. God is with us. And you see, what what we learn in the first several verses that precede this is Isaiah spent every opportunity to show them the love of God. Isaiah spent every opportunity to warn them that God's love would redeem them from this time and this period and move them into a place of promise and move them into a place of hope and to not be sifted away in the way that they were. But they refused. They refused. And so now Isaiah is saying to them, it doesn't really matter what you do doesn't matter how much momentum you've got. It doesn't matter how much you group yourselves together. You will fall. The rivers will overflow you. You will be broken into pieces, and you will be brought down. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. And he shall be a sanctuary, but for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel for a gin and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many, shall, many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. Right? Um, it reminds me of a time, and this was several years ago, but we were sitting at a table um, and, and uh, Father and I were, were sharing stories of, of our misgivings and, and idiocy in, in our, our younger days, and the son comes by the tables, we're finishing up some stories, and he says, man, I don't have any stories like that to tell. And I said, never be convinced that's a bad thing. Never let anyone convince you that not having stories of, of plunder, never let anyone convince you that that's a bad thing. Stay Strong in your faith, stay strong in what it is that God has given you and walk with him in all of your doings so that his blessing, so that his blessing will always be upon your life. And then here's what Isaiah says. And this is where I really want to focus this morning in verse 16. He says, bind up the testimony. What is our testimony? Is our testimony, I get up and go to church on Sunday morning. You should. You should. Right. Right. And, 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 you know, unless you're, you're sick and contagious and, and, and risky and all of that and everything else, your hand in should be here on Sunday mornings. Yes, your pastor said that. Amen. I don't say that because I'm mean and I don't say that because I care about numbers. I say that because what God is wanting to do, he's wanting us to do together. Right. He's not wanting us to, to, to do this divided. We can't accomplish anything divided. Amen. The Bible even says that divided will fall. But what he wants to accomplish and what he wants to do is he wants us to do together. Why? Because where we come together in agreement, he visits, he comes, he stays. He works among us when we come together in the agreement of the Lord. Amen. And when he is present with us, we become a majority. When he is present with us, we become stronger than our enemy. When he is present with us, we become greater than than all of those who would exalt themselves above us. Amen? And that's why we need to come together in agreement and allow him to move in us, around us, and over us. And he'll do things that we can't fathom and understand. So when we think about our testimony, what is our testimony? Is our testimony that I go to church? Is the testimony is I'm a good dad, I'm a, I'm a, good, I'm a good wife, I'm a, I'm, a good, I'm a good son, I'm a good daughter... Right. I'm a good person in in the community. Right. And we should be all of those things. We should be all of those things. But all of those things, and I could go on and on and on and, and for emphasis, but but all of those things should come out of us because of what's inside of us. Right. Just like that coach said, they might look bigger, they might look stronger. But only you decide if what's inside of you is less than what's inside of them, right? And when we allow Jesus Christ to fill us and when we allow Jesus Christ to work in our life on that next level, right? Last week we talked to you about leveling up. Right When we work in Jesus on the next level, when we choose to step into more and more and more, now don't get ahead of yourselves, right? Grow and mature, be spiritually mature where you are, amen? Don't try to be spiritually mature where you aren't, amen, or you could create harm for yourself. But grow and pursue the goodness of God in your life and grow spiritually so that as you're growing spiritually, you are well-equipped, for where you are in the battles that you'll face, amen? And when you're there, don't weaken yourself, right? Don't weaken yourself. Don't weaken yourself by your conversations. Don't weaken yourself by the things you allow to flow into you. Don't weaken yourself by by the circumstances and the situations around you, amen? How many times have someone made a horrible decision in their life, like Eve, like Adam, amen? And, And when God questions them on it, what do they wanna do? They wanna blame somebody. They want to blame something, right? For, for, for Adam, Lord, you know, Adam, Adam asked why, why he allowed it. And he says, well, this woman, right? This woman, well, no, Adam, you were standing there. You allowed the whole thing to happen. Why didn't you jerk the serpent out of the tree and cut its head off? Amen? Don't weaken yourself. Don't weaken when faced with conflict don't weaken when faced with with opposition don't weaken when faced with things that ultimately are weaker than what God is wanting to do in your life amen Shadrach Meshach and Abednego were facing an entire kingdom an entire army and they said nope we're not careful about this we're not going to bow Daniel facing the same kingdom, the same king, the same army, grossly bigger than Daniel standing alone was. He said, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to keep praying. Amen. Esther facing, facing the realities of being a woman in that day and, and all of the things that were against her said, nope, I'm going to do what God has called me to do. Don't weaken yourself. Don't weaken yourself because of the circumstances and the people and the situations around you. Matter of fact, if you're in situations and circumstances and people who are, are putting things into your mind and putting things into your life, amen, if you're spending more time gossiping on the parking lot than you are worshiping, amen, probably need to find a new circle. Huh? Out amen that, Amen? Probably need to find something bigger and something better and something stronger so you become better and stronger too. Amen? Because Satan is crafty, right? He will put people in the church that will sift God's people away by smooth talk. Amen? I, I, could, I could give you examples here of that. Amen? Judas is one. Amen? Amen? Someone, someone and I were talking the other day about pastoring and everything else like this, and I said, look, you have to, you have, to have the spiritual maturity of understanding that for every Peter, there's a Judas, right? For every, for every John and for every Matthew, there, there's a doubting Thomas, right? You, you've got to step in, and you've got to know, right? Right? that some people are going to be weakened in their heart, some people are going to be weakened in their mind, and they're going to choose less than what God is wanting to do in their life. Amen? Now, don't misunderstand. Sometimes the guy standing up here can get weakened and begin to speak from his own heart rather than the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? Which weakens him and, and causes people to shift away. Amen? But let's let's consider that we are going to choose Jesus over everything. Let's consider that we're going to choose God over our circumstances and over our situations in this life. Isaiah says to them, bind up your testimony. Bind up the word of God in your life. Bind up the truth and the presence of Jesus Christ in who you are. When you speak of yourself, speak of yourself in blessing." Amen. Don't speak of yourself in gossip. Don't speak of yourself in turmoil. Don't don't speak of yourself in indecision. Because how you speak of yourself will be who and what you are. But speak of yourself in the power and the anointing and the glory of God. Speak in His presence in your life. Speak blessing over yourself and blessing will fall on you. Amen. Amen. Begin to live and work and strive into the glories and the power of God and begin to talk like that. Begin to think like that. Begin to live like that. Amen. And God's presence will be anointed in you and above you. And amen, your enemies will step aside because the power that is in you is greater than the power that is in the world. Amen. So if we would choose if we would choose not to weaken ourselves, if we would choose, amen, good, good, good characters corrupted by what? Bad company, amen. If we would choose to push off those things whose goal is only to weaken us and move us away from the things of God and we would embrace the fullness of God thereof in our life, we would talk different, we would live different, and our testimony would be alive. Amen? Friend, listen. Yeah. Amen? I believe that we can live so full of the presence of God that our testimony will be alive in us and we won't be dragged down by the stuff around us. Amen? Some of that we choose. Amen? And some of that we just have to choose not to, not to influence us or be over us any longer. Amen? Because we want something bigger and we want something better. Spiritually speaking. Amen. So don't weaken yourself by the things of this life. Amen. Isaiah goes on, Isaiah goes on to say this. Seal the law upon my disciples. Seal it. Amen. Here, here's, here, here's what if you're not careful you'll do. You'll come to church and we'll have a good service. We'll get chill bumps. We'll, we'll shed a tear. We'll raise a hand. Amen. We'll clap when the preacher preaches. Amen. And and we'll be on fire. We'll walk out of this place on fire. And God's going to move in our life. God's going to do big things in our life. Amen. But we never seal it. We never say within ourselves, make it so. We never say on our knees, Rid these things from me and make it so. We never really seal what we believe and what we want. When asked, we can talk it, right? When, when looked upon, we can look apart. Amen? But we've got to seal it inside of ourselves. We've got to be sealed in the truth and righteousness of Jesus Christ. Sealed, right? Sealed. When it's sealed, it's final, right? When it's sealed, amen? The Bible called it a covenant. When it's sealed, it is absolute, amen? God made a covenant with who? Abraham, right? God made a covenant and he said, "This your descendants will be like the sand, right? But then this happened. So probably not going to happen, right? Then this happened. Well, probably really not going to happen. Now Then this happened. Then this happened. Then this happened. Amen. If you're reading the Old Testament and and you know what God promised, you're thinking there's no way he fulfills this promise. There's no way he pulls this off. Amen. God didn't forget. And in God's eyes, it's sealed. It's sealed. Amen. And there is nothing that will weaken his resolve to see it through. Amen. And if we are walking in his mindset and if we are walking in his footstep, that is how we need to live. As Isaiah said, we need to bind the word of our testimony. We need to bind it. Amen. What's that mean? It means that we need to wrap it around ourselves and tie a tight knot. Amen. Bind the word of our testimony and then seal it in the truth and the righteousness of God. That nothing breaks it. Nothing weakens it. Nothing nothing causes us to question it. But we stand on it till the end of time. I've said this many times and, and and I'll probably say it many more times. Amen. So you don't need to write it down. I'll probably repeat it in a matter of time for you, amen? But but I am saved by grace through faith because of the work of Jesus Christ. But as a man, you want to know what speaks to me? I mean, you want to know what really drives me and speaks to me? It is the fact that the disciples ran away but came back and received the power and the glory of God into their lives and they determined that no threat, no pointed finger, No rule or ruler would deter them from doing what Jesus asked them to do, and that was to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they all ended up martyred as part of it. I don't know, maybe it's a man thing, maybe it's a man's man thing for me, but that is something that speaks to me. When I live in a world and I live in a day and I live in a time that anyone who gets challenged and anyone who gets questioned on anything that isn't strong in the firmament of Jesus Christ begins to waver begins to backtrack begins to turn around and go the other way when time gets hard man people start tucking tail and running these days amen but I look at I look at the lives of of Peter, and the lives of Paul, and the, 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 the choices of Matthew, James, and John, Philip, even doubting Thomas, who chose Christ, refused to weaken, even in the face of their own death. And I ask you, church, are we that strong are we that willing? Have we gone that far? Is our testimony that bound and sealed over us? That we will withstand the wiles of the devil in this time? Grant rode with us up to, um, to Gasaway yesterday to get chairs and back, and, and, and we talked a lot of Bible. You can imagine me and Grant together, right? We, we talked a lot of Bible, all the way up, all the way back, right? And, and we talked about a lot of things, and, and, and he brought up the, the, the idea of the whole armor of God. And in the book of Ephesians, it talks to us about uh, the armor of God and it teaches us that all of these things are things that need to matter. And I'm not going to walk through that. That's a message in itself. But, but that armor of God are all things that need to be put on and need to be things that we need and require and gird our lives with every day so that we overcome the wiles of the devil. But you want to know what about the armor of God? And you've probably heard this a million times because it's been preached by probably 5,000 different preachers over over the years. Amen? Is the only thing that armor of God covers and protects is the front of you. If you read through the items in that list, there's nothing That covers your back. There's nothing that protects your back. There's nothing that ensures that an arrow or a, a sword or a spear or a bazooka even. Amen. There's nothing that protects your back. It protects your front. Why? Because we're meant to be the aggressor. We are meant to be the army that charges towards evil and refuses to allow it power in this world. That is who we are. We are called to be that. And it is time that we refuse to weaken concerning the things of God. Amen? Because the minute we turn around and start to run, what happens? I expose my entire backside. Amen? And and I know not everyone in here has had military training, but amen, what's the one thing you never do in battle? You never expose your weakness you never expose your weakness amen that's why God intends us to be the aggressor and he intends us amen in our own if, if you notice he starts with us first What do we have to do? We have to be the aggressor through the power of the Holy Spirit and faith in his work on the cross of Calvary. We have to aggressively go into who we are and say these things need forgiven. These things aren't good enough. These things I need to give you, Lord. Amen? It starts day one when God works on our life, when he says, you've got to be better because I've got blessing and I've got power and I've got anointing for you. But for me to pour that into you, you need to get rid of these things. He's saying, be aggressive and get rid of the evil. Be aggressive and get rid of the world. Be aggressive and get the sin out of you that I might pour into you. And bring power and glory. Amen. And then once he pours into us, we can aggressively, we can aggressively share the goodness and the love of God with those around us. And his power work through us to help love and change people in the goodness of God. Amen. He doesn't say to any of us, you're not good enough. He doesn't say to any of us, I don't want you. He doesn't say to any of us, you've gone too far. He just says, put me on. And let's get rid of the stuff. Put me on. Amen. Paul said it like this. Clothe yourself with Christ. Put me on. And let's move the things out of your way that weaken you. Put me on and move the things out of your head that weaken your mind. Put me on and move the things out of you that weaken your heart. Put me on and move the things out of you that weaken your body. Put me on and move the things out of your environment and out of your out of your social place. And move those things that weaken you away. Amen. And when we all step into that together, oh glory amen, when we all step in that together, when we all hold hands and choose the power and the glory of God to move in us and over us on that level, that's when we begin to step in the promises of what we bind and what we loose on earth shall be bound and loosed in heaven. That's when we start to see the power of God move itself into the circumstances and the situations around us. Amen. You want to know why people aren't getting healed left and right? It's because we're too bound. Of the things of this world. You want to know why people aren't being set free from their sin? It's because we have weakened our stance on the glory of God to the point in the place that people can believe they can live however they want and do whatever they want, Monday through uh, Saturday, show up on Sunday, feel good for a few hours, and then return right back to it. Amen. Listen, honey, you can, you can live that way if you want. Amen. And I'll love you anyway. I'm not going to judge you. Amen. I'm not going to point fingers at you. I'm not going to snub a nose at you. Amen. But here's, here's what I want for you because it's what God wants for you. I want his power and glory to live in you and over you. And I want it to do a work in your day. Amen. I want more for you. And so does God. God wants more for you than what this world's offering. Amen. And we, we, we don't understand that because we think, man, the world's pretty cool. The world's giving me some good stuff. Amen. That's weak. That's weak. Amen. I, I, I was joking around on, on, uh, on one of the college football pages the other day. And I guess the Big 12, you know, did this big thing where, you know, you can't, you know, do the horns down symbol at Texas anymore. And you can't, you know, do all of these other things and, and, and whatnot and everything else. And I, I looked at my coworker and we were talking about that. And I said, how weak are we? I mean, just just forget, forget about Bible and forget about Christians and forget about Jesus for just a second. How weak are we that when someone scores a touchdown and goes, right? Oh, I can't handle it, right? How weak have we become, right? And if we can't, and you think, oh, Jesus is getting all football-y here on and goofy and everything else. No, 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 no. If we can't handle that, Don't even play with Satan. If you're that weak-minded, weak-hearted, amen, don't even play with Satan because he's going to eat you alive. He's going to eat you alive, and he's going to chew you up, and he's going to spit you out, and he's going to laugh. He's going to laugh when your life is destroyed. Right? No friend. He's not going to be a friend to you. He's not going to show up in the middle of the night. He's not a God that never sleeps or slumbers, amen. He is someone who will lead you and convince you into destruction and abandon you. That's who he is, amen. God is bigger, God is greater, and God is better than that. Someone asked me one time and and said, "Why, why do you spend so much time and so much effort with those who have failed? And I said, because that's what God would do, man. He needs me to be strong, not weak. He needs me, and he needs you, and he needs the whosoever wills to be bound, our testimony to be bound and sealed in us so that those who are struggling have a strong arm to lead them to the firmament of Jesus Christ. It's what I'm called to. It's what I'm called for. It's something that doesn't intimidate me and it does something that doesn't make me afraid. Why? Because when I walk into heaven and they start singing that song, these are they, I want all of you on my arms. It was, we, were, we were walking around the church yesterday in Gasaway, and people who hadn't been there before were looking at it. And so I was standing at the steps letting everyone go down and everything else. And Melissa was kind of waiting on me and I was waiting on her and everything else. And so finally she just, well, come on, we'll go together. And, and so we hooked arms and we walked down the stairs together. Hey, man, what if we walked into heaven like Oh, you didn't hear me? Huh? You didn't hear me? What if we walked through life like that so that we could walk and march into heaven like that? Amen. You think Satan, you think Satan would gain ground on us if we were walking through life like that? If we were walking through life, hooked arm in arm, unafraid, unweakened, unchoosing Lesser things, but choosing the power and the glory and the blessings of God, Amen. You want to know? Someone someone said the other day, church doesn't talk about the blessings a whole lot. I said, and they said, why not? I said, because there's a multitude of sin that we need to overcome before we can start talking blessing again. That hurts, doesn't it? That's a big altar, right? There's a multitude of sin that we need to overcome to be able to start talking about blessing again. Amen. Doesn't mean the blessing's been, doesn't mean that blessing doesn't exist. Amen. Because God wants to pour into us. But what it does mean is we're not bound and sealed at the level God's asking us to be bound and sealed out. We have weakened ourselves. We have weakened our belief system. We have raised generations that are weakened. Amen. Because we didn't stand strong on the statutes and things that we should have stand, stood strong on. Amen? And so we've, we now have to overcome those years. Amen? All the way back in Isaiah, a few chapters from now. Amen? He tells us that the day will come that our children and our children's children will sin and know not because of our weakened place with God. Right? Sin and know not because we have weakened ourselves in the sight of God. Amen. That's, that's scary to me, man. I don't want that in the way of my blessing. I don't want that in the way of, I don't want that the way of, in the way of my kids' blessing. I don't want that in the way of my, my grandkids' blessing. Amen. So I want to seek that out. I want to find that. And I want to overcome that with the goodness and the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's what we're called to. So today, I, I just, I just want to remind you and I want to encourage you to not, not weaken yourself. In the things of God. Don't live tomorrow week. Don't live the next day week and the next day after that. Don't live next month, next year, weakened Because you've chosen less than what God is wanting to give. God wants to pour a whole lot into your life. He wants to bring blessing. He wants to bring power. Amen. This idea of a house of miracles, it's not just some marketing ploy or or, or some fantasy. I believe we are going to step into that building and I believe people are going to walk up that walk. And I believe the demons inside of them are going to come so afraid of the power of God in that place that they're just going to leave those lives and those lives are going to fall into the feet of Jesus. Amen. Because I believe that he wants to love you on that level. I believe that he wants to serve you on that level. I believe he wants to make that level of difference in your life. Amen. So it's not a game to me. It's not a a marketing scheme to me. It is a reality to me because I want to see it for you. I want to see it to you. I want to see it for your families. I want to see it for your friends. I want your neighborhoods. Amen. To come unglued in the power and the glory of God. Because you chose. You chose. You chose to step towards the enemy. And the only thing you're trusting when you do it is Jesus Christ.